0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to begin before we, we begin our public meeting and talk a little bit about how the remote is going to work. Uh, we are asking everybody to keep their mics on mute except the person speaking. And, and obviously, our board members can mute and unmute themselves. If we need you, for example, Mr. Lewis, when we do school choice, please unmike. And as soon as you're finished, you will go back and you will uh, remute. Um, or excuse me, go back into mute. So you'll mute and unmute your button. We'd like everybody to keep the muted button on. I'd like to remind the public, there's no speaking during the board meeting in the exception of the public speaking session, which will be the last 15 minutes of the board meeting. If you are interested in, in public speaking, if you are interested, uh, please at the bottom of your screen hit the chat Wait, button and, and type in your name and topic and Mr. Owens will write your name down in the order at which you come in. And we will begin our public session with three minutes per person uh, exactly like the um, the process that we that we would normally do in a board meeting. If we have anybody who is not following the rules properly, we will remove you from the meeting. So please, you know, we don't have a long agenda, but there's some important things we need to discuss. So please, please adhere to the rules of muting and unmuting. Thank you. Mr. Barley.
1: First item on the agenda for the regular meeting, we need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes and executive session minutes of February 24th. Need a motion.
2: Second. Second. Second
1: Made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. New business, school choice applications. Mr. Lewis.
3: Thank you, Mr. Barley. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, Tonight on your board docs, you will see to start off with the 2019-2020 school choice applications. There are a total of nine applications, and we are asking to accept six of those and reject three. As you can see, the priority numbers are priority one, which means they are returning students, with the exception of the one. uh, one student at Sussex Central is a priority 7, and the second student at Sussex Central is priority 7, and the Southern Delaware School of the Arts is a priority 7 as well. You need a board vote to accept those. Uh, they have been reviewed by the building principals and also district administration as well.
4: So Pep, I just have a question. Because we're, we don't have anybody in school now, What's the purpose of doing, finishing a March, April, May with School Choice?
3: Well, uh, Mrs. Wright, that's a good question. However, we do have to, um, these are the applications that were brought forth in February board meeting, Um, and students do move from time to time, and these students have moved out of the attendance territory and they're asking to return to those particular buildings so they will stay there uh, for the end of this school year and also into next school year as well it's a Process Mrs. Wright that we certainly have to go through even though we don't have students in school I can understand your concern
5: motion to approve as presented
2: second
3: Need a board vote.
1: Need a motion to approve the recommendation.
5: Make a motion. Second.
1: Made and seconded. Any discussion? All <coughs> in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Motion unanimous. Uh, school choice applications for uh, 2021.
3: Yes, Mr. Barley, if you could add that document, please. It would be document 2.02. Board members, uh, this application process is the beginning of the 2021 school choice process. Uh, These applications were brought uh, in the February board meeting. And as discussed, they were put on a wait list. Mm-hmm. So we are bringing uh, these particular applications back for board vote. And because there are so many applications, there are a total of 203 school choice applications. And I would like to go through each building uh, to address those. if you have any questions, you can certainly stop me at any time before we go to the next building. And if you look to the- we
4: start that Before we, I do, just for the essence of time, I thought when we spoke earlier, I guess my, my question is, what is the purpose of us putting sixes and seven on a waiting list? That seemed to me that's added work to be done in your office. That's not necessary when we're not accepting them. Why wouldn't we put it in the program that it's a number seven and it would automatically generate the letter that we, we don't accept sevens?
5: Well,
3: as discussed, uh, Mrs. Wright, as discussed in committee, um, It was agreed upon that the buildings that are 95% at capacity and above, uh, they would accept priorities one through four. Those buildings that are under 95 would accept uh, the students that basically they can uh, get inside their buildings to fill their capacity. If you look to the far right of this document, uh, ma'am, you'll see this is the projected enrollment for the upcoming school year, 2021 school year. <clears throat> this report is done, um, and it comes from, it comes out of the superintendent's office, and it has to be um, completed and re- returned to the Department of Education uh, no later than November 30th. So this capacity report has been done uh, since November 30th. So this is the projected enrollment and capacity of our upcoming school year for each of the b- buildings that you see.
4: So maybe I misunderstood a comment you just made. Did I understand you to say that if if it's below capacity, we take priorities one through seven?
3: Right. Or whatever they can fit in their buildings to capacity. As you can see.
4: Hold on. I thought we just, I know we had discussed, and this is not a thought, that we weren't going to accept at a. district students anymore in Indian River School District for school choice. This was a conversation many months ago and that's how it was going to eventually we out that we would only have Indian River School District students in our district.
3: I think and uh, I think uh, Dr. Owens can speak to this as well and certainly uh, Chairman Collins of the Policy Committee. Uh, especially the buildings that are at, for example, they're at 64.5%. And for example, if you had several students that would apply for that particular building, and even though they are outside of the district, you still would be able to take those students because they would not be at their 95% capacity.
4: I believe, and the rest of the board members can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe we had a conversation and it may have been a year or so now but we said that at some point in time it would be that Indian River School District had Indian River School District children only and not out of the district. Now somebody correct me if I'm wrong.
6: I I would agree with what you just said but I would like to uh, hear what Dr. Owens has to say. I don't know if there's any rules about schools that are way less than capacity. Yes if I can
7: chime in at It may be helpful if Mr. Lewis goes through each school. Uh, I think it'll provide some clarity on who they are accepting and rejecting. Uh, But the school choice is framed around if you have capacity and room, you must consider those uh, students in the priorities in which they're um, applying. So I think if he goes through um, board members, It'll, it'll help to understand this. And if you have questions about a particular uh, case, then we can address those. I think it'll be easier to understand.
4: Before you do that, you're telling me that the board doesn't make the decision, or, we made a decision that we were gonna accept one through five. Now, somewhere along the line, we're changing that to say, but if there's this circumstance and this circumstance, we can take six and seven, that was never discussed in a board meeting.
7: So we had said one through four, um, regardless of capacity because the priority our students that are currently within the district or are connected with a sibling. So that's what you'll see here within the document with accepts one through four. The only exceptions that would be five through seven would be those schools that are under capacity. And I, if I can draw your attention to John and Clayton, we're gonna amend that because we, uh, we accepted because we thought contact was made with the school to make a determination of whether that student was in good standing. We didn't do that. So we're going to need to make an amendment there for seven. But on down the list, I don't know if we have any others from out of district, but certainly as we go through this, we can look at that. But it, it, it's, it's around capacity and being under that 95%.
4: I would ask is that a district policy or is that a state board of education policy?
7: Mr. Lewis I can refer back to you based on what our knowledge is from the choice rules and laws from the state if we have capacity room on and given the the priorities we are supposed to accept if we have capacity.
3: Correct. You can reject due to discipline, attendance, or capacity. They are the three things that you can reject a student from. So, if you're not at capacity, for example, using these buildings at uh, Johnny Clayton or Philip Shaw, if you're not at capacity, you certainly would not want to reject that particular student because you're not at capacity.
8: Mr. Lewis, can I ask a question? I know that in um, just kind of thinking about what Mrs. Wright is saying, I remember about a year ago us looking at that program that would automatically generate letters if we were already, like if we said 95%, it would automatically generate a letter that would be sent to students saying they were put on a waiting list. But I also remember in that conversation that, If it was a priority six or a seven, we could also automatically generate letters if we did not want to accept those out-of-district students. But are you saying that's inaccurate?
3: What you just said, yes. Because again, there's three things you can reject. Discipline, attendance, or capacity of your building.
8: So if a building is below, 95%, 95 percent we have no choice but to accept people from other school districts correct yes, ma'am. that is correct
2: yes ma'am that is correct okay okay i'm going to agree with mrs wright because i don't remember that part being discussed either um and if we move the kids into Philip shell which is well under capacity at some point, they're going to add to the rest of our totals, which are going to continue to crowd the the upper grades, um, which are already very crowded right now. So I, I have a concern about this like the other uh, two recent speakers.
5: Mr. Lewis, when these, if we take these students at the elementary level, out-of-district students at an elementary level, what happens when they move from the elementary to the middle school level? It, they are not a returning student, or are they?
6: They
3: are a returning student. Yes, sir.
5: Uh, I, I agree. I, I mean, I'm under the blame. Our intent was to try to keep the out-of-state or out-of-district numbers out of the school. But yeah. I also understand the, the low capacity at, at one or two of the schools.
8: So my, my personal um, feeling is that if it's a 6 or a 7, we don't even entertain those. I mean, if it's, I, I see that we have buildings that are 64% capacity, 83% capacity. Quite frankly, in my mind, anything that's a 6 or a 7, when you look at that JMC student, that's a grade, um, is it first grade, I think? Definitely. Yes. Okay, so I know a lot of our conversations have revolved around when that student moves up, then there may be siblings, and so that would have more students coming in, and we were trying to move in the opposite direction. So I, I w- would not be supportive of six or sevens in any building at this point.
0: If I may, I, I, I would say, you know, and I just went and scanned, I think that the John and Clayton is the one that uh, Dr. Owens wanted to amend. But unless I'm wrong, that's the only student we have on the entire packet.
8: Well, we have- but All we, the
0: others were rejected.
8: No, that's not true. Because at Georgetown, I think it was Georgetown Middle, I'm looking through it now, we have people on the waiting list that are sixes and Georgetown Elementary we have oh, waiting lists on the waiting list. There's no reason for them to be on the waiting list.
3: Dr. Statler, if I can explain Georgetown Elementary and Georgetown Middle School, those students that are on the wait list. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right now, as of last week, there is some discussion among Principal Stahl and Principal Hudson uh, regarding uh, room availability for those two buildings. Uh, Mr. Hudson feels that... Um, that he did not get the rooms that he thought he was going to get whenever the kindergarten center was removed. So I know Dr. Owens have talked to them and they are looking at that room space they have in those buildings and that capacity may change, but not change a lot. However, that is the reason that we wanted to put those particular students on the wait list rather than rejecting them uh, depending on if the uh, capacity numbers should change within those two buildings.
8: The capacity at that building, though, is 105.6 percent. I can't imagine that we're going to find enough space that it will go below 95 percent. I agree. So, my recommendation would be that we take num the priority number six and number seven off of that wait list at Georgetown Elementary.
3: Okay. Now, with that said, Doctor Spadler, Mrs. I
9: I was gonna say my, my uh, understanding and memory and recollection from the millions of conversations we've had about school choice was that we were also getting away from out of district students who did not already have siblings within our, our district. We, we had talked numerous times about we would be getting to a point where eventually out of district kids as they've gotten older would pass along and move out and we wouldn't have any that we have, we have discussed that.
5: And the sevens would be the out of district students. Right.
8: Right. So so for instance, that JMC student, that's a seven We really don't need to investigate anything. I, I don't know what you had said about Jay looking into some things with that student. I mean, there, I don't, I mean I think that that we just decline them
6: is it it too early to to make to make this motion I know that uh, mr. Lewis wanted to go through school by school but it seems to me I'd like to make a motion that we accept priorities one through four and get that out of the way and then we could go back and discuss the fives but I'd like to make a motion that we accept priorities one through four
3: Mr. Hudson, is that at every building, sir? Yes. In- uh,
8: I, I would prefer if we could just go through building by building to make sure that we're not missing anything.
9: I second Mr. Hudson's motion.
3: Mr. Hudson, uh, does this also include the School of the Arts, sir?
6: Well, I, I would assume so. We, we had, had long discussions about accepting priorities one through four, regardless of capacity. So I think I'd I'd like to see us honor that and then move on with a discussion of these other priorities.
8: So I do have a concern about SDSA though because those priorities one through four are some of those like I see priority threes on there that are on the wait list, and I don't I don't know why I, I want to talk a little bit about why those are on the wait list. That's Their fine. building only has eighty one percent capacity. So I don't know why for, you know, students that are priority number three, um, I'd, I'd like to understand why they're on a wait list and why we can't move them to being accepted.
5: Would that be a capacity per grade level?
0: Let me, let me say this about capacity, Dr. Stamler, just so you're clear. That's also going to include, include us as well at IREC. Mm-hmm. So it's a program capacity that we always look at. Uh, over next door at SDSA. But when you look at the complete building capacity, we're all joined at the hip. So the capacity numbers, the capacity of the entire building include our site. So what we've always done is look at the total number of kids that we could accept with the room that they have. That's, they're they're over, if you wanna look at just the amount of square footage assigned to them, They'll be at full capacity, over ninety-five percent, well over ninety-five percent capacity, between ninety-five and hundred percent capacity, with the square footage that they have.
6: Let, let me let me amend my uh, recommendation. Then we accept one through four, excluding School of the Arts, so we can discuss that. I second Mr. Hudson's motion. Mr. Hudson, could you
1: repeat the motion? I was unable to hear that.
6: That's okay. Let me say it again. I would like to make a recommendation that we accept priorities one through four for all schools, excluding Philip Phillips, Scha- or excuse me, School of the Arts.
1: Okay, and it's, we have a motion made and seconded. Any other questions? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion is unanimous.
3: Okay, if you scroll down on your board box and go to the Southern Delaware School of the Arts. Uh, Starting off with uh, grade one. As you can see, we have a total of 124 school choice applications for that particular school. And we are asking the grade, grades one and grades two to be put on a wait list. Grade three, we are asking to accept one student, and that was done as a result of your lottery. Grade four, we're asking for those students to be placed on a wait list, as well as grade five. Grade six, we are asking to accept total of six students for grade six and they are priorities three and priority five. The remaining to be put on the wait list. Seventh grade to accept one student, which is a priority five student, and reject a priority five due to discipline. And grade 8 There they're a total of, well, just excuse me, just one application. And priority three, and has to put that on a wait list as well. And again, the reason to put these students on a wait list, and I think Mr. Bowers may be on as well, is the fact that many times at the School of the Arts, some of these parents uh, do not return as you can see in the sixth grade arena, some of the parents have already notified Mr. Bowers that they are not returning next year. They go back to their homeschool or to the middle school so they can play sports.
4: Are they some of the ones that are on this list that we're showing tonight? Correct. Do we yes, know how many? I'm sorry? We know how many?
3: Yes, if good grade six, there's a total of six students. Two from Georgetown Middle, two from Somerville Middle, and two from Millsboro Middle.
4: Oh, I understand that. That's the ones you're saying that you're going to, ex- you want to accept. Yes, ma'am. But I'm saying you also said that there were others that knew they were not coming back. Those not coming back are not included in this list. No, no,
3: no. Mr. Bowers, they were, I'm sure they're still getting information back from parents, and you'll probably see this again uh, next month as well.
4: My question would be on, just randomly looking at this, on grade seven at SDSA, priority fives. We accepted one priority five, we rejected one, and then we put one, two, three more on a waiting list. How do we, how are we determining who, are you going to tell me it's a lottery?
3: Yes ma'am, it is a lottery, yes.
4: Personally, I think if we accept one through four with the others, that we should have s- accepted one through four with the Southern Delaware School of the Arts came up with what our capacity is going to be. If it if it was met within those, then we wouldn't do those other priorities. But that's my personal opinion.
8: Mr. Steele, is the so is the capacity wrong on SDSA then? Because yeah. we separate out IRAC.
0: Yeah, the capacity, the capacity is in one building. The building's not separated. So when you, all the documents in the history we've gone back, that would be the capacity of the building that we're in. I can tell you that all the classrooms are utilized um, and Mr. Bowers here could attest to that. As a matter of fact, a little bit later, you'll, you'll hear some information where we're actually looking for another room that we can try to give up to him if at all possible. So yeah, we're okay. And if you want us to divide that out and calculate that, we can. It just takes a little bit of time. But the program itself has always been established to have two kindergartners, two first grades, two second grades, right on down the line. That's been the the capacity in terms of SDSA since it was developed. Uh, we well, we brought the kindergartners on at, at some point, a couple of years back. But in the past, we've always had two. Uh, classes per grade level, and that's been the max that we've put there. But we'll try to separate it out to try to get the capacity to match it.
3: For example, Mrs. Wright, and of course all board members, um, in 2013, when the kindergarten class was added to the School of the Arts, their unit count was 452 students, 2014, 446 students, 2015, 457, 2016, 459, 2017, 469, 2018, 472, 2018, 465, and uh, for this particular school year, they're at 466. So they've been right in that ballpark of that, that particular number um, since the inception of uh, kindergarten class.
5: I'd like to go ahead and make the motion that we accept our principal's recommendation for school choice at SDSA. I
6: second it.
1: Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye.
6: Opposed?
1: Motion. Thank you, Mr. Lewis.
0: Uh, Mr. Barley. Yes. I think we had an opposed. I think you're going to have to poll the board.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. This is Troubleville.
10: Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yeah. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? No. Okay, that is eight yes, two no, and zero abstentions. Motion passes
1: by majority vote. vote. Is that it for you, Mr. Lewis?
3: Yes, it is, thank you.
1: Okay, thank you. Next item on the agenda is the district calendar, Mrs. Bunny.
8: Okay, you have the, Mark, do you wanna talk about this year's calendar changes?
0: Uh, no, I'm gonna do that later, Celeste.
8: Okay, all right, so, board members in front of you, you have the proposed calendar for the 2020 school year. We have worked on this calendar in our committee. And we are submitting this calendar for your um, review and for you to take a vote on its approval. Do we have any
4: questions? Celeste, I did just a comment because I know we had heard from people with this before and I'm looking it up. In December, so now for other than 12-month employees for the Christmas break, we're, we're at two weeks?
8: The 21st is a teacher workday. Yes. And then um, the 21st is a teacher workday and then the rest of the time, yes, is Christmas Vacation.
1: Other questions? We would need a motion.
6: Make a motion to accept the proposed calendar.
0: Second that motion.
1: Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye.
2: Aye.
1: Opposed? Motion is unanimous. Item on the, the agenda is GW Carver program updates, Mrs. Brittingham.
11: Good evening, everyone. So this is our um, public session update which is going to co- become a standing part of our board agenda um, it's gonna be really quick and then at the end I'll give time for questions if there are any um, so as you know we, we agreed to the Carver consent order on November 6th go ahead dr. turns there we go so actually as of today I didn't change it on here because we, I just got the information today, but it's down to 12 students left in the Carver Academy Building. The Carver Academy Building programming is ending at the end of the school year, whenever the last student day is. Um, transition plans have been in progress for all of the remaining students to an appropriate placement for the fall of 2020. And during the school year, we have exited 19 students to other appropriate placements. So again, there's only 12 students remaining in the physical Carver Academy building. Um, Sussex Central and Indian River High School have run successful hub classrooms with intensive supports and continual progress in programming. Um, And Indian River School District Intensing Learning Classrooms will be integrated into John M. Clayton Elementary and Georgetown Middle School for the next school year and we are currently in contract negotiations for therapeutic classrooms on site in Indian River School District at John M. Clayton and Georgetown Middle School with High Roads School. Um, so that is an update about the students and their programming moving forward. Um, just some other key points of the consent order is, one of the points of the consent order is that we have to form a community advisory board Um, We have formed the committee with community members that will be announced this week, um, and the first meeting will be held virtually in May 2020. Um, The Instructional Faculty Survey of Needs was posted on April 2nd for our faculty and will conclude on April 30th. Um, The Character Academic Motivational Program, also called CAMP in our district, is going to be moved to space in the Southern Delaware School of the Arts Building and overseen by district administration as part of the consent order. And the GW Carver Educational Complex Building will no longer house the Carver Academy Program. It will continue to expand as the Indian River School District Early Learning Center, continue to house the, the Transition and Parallel Program, the Indian River School District Food Pantry, the Eagle Thrift Shop, And be professional development space as needed all of those are currently already in the building so it's just expanding on programming that's in the building as the the actual academy part of it closes at the end of the school year um the next is that as we have shared throughout that there was going to be ongoing professional development to raise the capacity of our staff And here is a list of all of the professional development that has been provided this school year as part of the consent order um, and in conjunction with the Department of Special Services and the Department of Instruction to ensure that we're meeting the professional development requirements and the consent order, but also to meet the ongoing professional development requirements of our staff as they continue to take needs assessments and our building administration continues to determine what is needed for their building. Um, You can see uh, there's a, a long list of professional development that's been going on. I'll give you a second to read it. And then our final slide is really just any questions or comments that any of the board members have on our very brief update tonight on the Carver consent order.
2: I have a question, please. Sure. Okay, you know, you said in there that you're gonna take camp and move it over to SDSA and Mark said he was trying to find an extra classroom for Mr. Bowers. Okay, Bower. Um where's the space coming from to put these folks into SDSA? So um, we, Mr. Steele, Dr. Owens, Mr. Bower and myself have worked
11: collectively on this. Where the old, um, when Project Village was in the SDSA building, There was the separate entrance going in off of the parking lot to the right if you're looking at the building. Um, So we have, there is a huge classroom um, that runs kind of alongside the gym there that actually can be divided into two spaces, um, into two classrooms um, that has its own bathroom and its own office for like the counseling setup. Um, So that is the space that at this point is, is planned to be used for that. Um, taking into account their capacity and their needs for an additional classroom. Mr. Bauer has worked really, really hard to find the best fit and ensure that um, all of the classrooms will have the best
2: space. Okay, so what is in that space right now, or is it sitting empty?
11: It is not sitting empty, and I, I think it is the music room, but I would want Mr. Bauer to confirm that on here as well.
12: It's actually our vocal um, classroom for our uh, choir teacher.
2: Okay, so where is the vocal sound uh, room moving to now then instead?
12: My current plan is to have her move into the Arts Hallway and then shuffle down some academic classrooms and take out my computer lab to turn that into one of my classrooms.
2: We're basically shuffling a lot of stuff around to make this work.
11: Yes, trying to figure out the right space and ensure um, that it's the best solution for all students, yes.
2: Not necessarily happy about this, but if that's what we have to do, it's what we have to do. Um, I'd be happier if the music people and the arts people had a, a dedicated space that didn't conflict with anybody else.
8: Dr. Bredingham, I just yeah. wanted to add a couple of things. Um, first of all, I wanted to say thank you. The, prof- the professional development piece has really increased in the past couple of years. So so thank you for the work that your team um, and Dr. Owens and others have really contributed to that. So I appreciate that. The second thing that I have is a request um, for the, the community group, I would like, Um, some consideration if as the chair of the special education task force um, I certainly have an interest in being a part of this group even if it's in an ad hoc role simply because um, you know a lot of the work that the task force has completed has been uh, centered around gathering feedback from community members so um, I think that you know certainly there would be uh, a place for a voice of the task force in this group um so if there's any consideration that can be given then i certainly would appreciate that thank you
11: yes thank you so much and um that actually leads into my final statement we have been working in um, collaboration partnership with the court appointed um special master who was in our board meeting tonight dr linda wren so she is here Um, she is listening to her update and we've been working very closely together um, as as she visits the district. And now in this new time, we have a virtual visits. So she is in our board meeting tonight and I'm sure she heard that and we will discuss discuss for consideration. Great, thank Thank you.
12: you.
11: Any other comments or questions? Thank you all so much for your time tonight.
1: Next item on the agenda is the uh, 2020-21 school resource officer proposal, Mr. Steele.
0: Uh, yes, Mr. Brown. thank you. Uh, we put together a group uh, here at IREC, uh, Dr. Owens, myself, uh, Mr. Kurt Brown, Mr. Mark Rust, and uh, Mr. Lewis, and we took a look at an in-depth look at our current program for our school resource officers. Uh, we, we had some... Um, direction, I think, by listening to the board in the the past couple of months uh, before the um, COVID-19 hit, such as taking a look to try to bring up our uh, municipals uh, up to close to the same amount of money as we could. So we took the opportunity to interview each of our secondary principals. We took the opportunity to also bring in all of our police agencies, our three municipalities, uh, which would be Salbyville, Georgetown, uh, Millsburg had put in. We brought them in, and we also got a chance to talk to Captain Karate uh, from the uh, Troop Four, uh, and as well as his lieutenant came down and uh, went through the interview process with us. Sort of, ha- we had a list of questions that we went through that we wanted to discuss, and in taking a look at next year, particularly with revamping our Carver program, we looked at five different proposals. We looked at proposal number one being, suppose we just roll over the SROs we have now into next year, that would have been three DSP, uh, one uh, Selbyville and one Georgetown. We took a look at pros and cons of each of those. Uh, Proposal two, we looked at having two state police resource officers and two municipal. Again, they would be the uh, two towns of Selbyville and Georgetown for the municipal. Then we started really taking a look at, at if we're looking at cost cutting, if we looked at three resource officers, all state police when it's proposal three, we looked at going back to where we started 20 years ago, which is a a big step back of keeping two state police officers. uh, And then proposal five, we took a look at looking at two state police officers, looking at our two municipalities of Selbyville and Georgetown and also taking a look at the town of Millsboro. We finished uh, a proposal and I've sent this to you to review uh, previously. Our recommendation uh, as as a committee, and and I talked to Jay today, I I talked to Mr. Russ and uh, talked to Mr. Lewis and Mr. Brown. We're looking at the option proposal five, two state police officers and three municipal. Uh, A couple reasons for doing that. Uh, On our proposal would be with the increases that we've seen come up through the course of this year, uh, we, we know that that's going to increase the total cost package of where we are. But at the same time, we were gonna try to do something that would not cut our coverage. So when we broke it down and we took a look at the Millsburg proposal and what they could offer and we told them we would like 10 month plans and um, we also looked at Subbyville and I'm going rec- to recognize uh, Chief Collins for a minute because over the years Chief Collins has really had to work exceptionally hard to write grants to cover the cost to offset what he did not have to pay his officer in that building and he's done that for a long time so in this you know in the proposals we're looking at we would be bumping Subbyville up to the cost of that particular person which he gave us to be around $72,000. Uh, we looked at the Millsborough proposal and the Georgetown, I talked to Mr. Hughes. Uh, we also talked to DSP and some of the things that we're juggling, uh, particularly with, with Georgetown DSP or the unions that are involved, uh, once they set something of, a, of an increase, then that's obviously gonna affect the town cost. So we believe at the end of the conversations, we believe that at this particular stage, we're gonna recommend to the board that we would go with proposal five and we would have three municipalities, Georgetown, Selbyville, Millsboro, and we would go to two state troopers uh, who currently I believe would be uh, Detective Hudson and Detective Hop up the northern end of the district. Uh, that would be our recommendation at this point, uh, willing to hear any any recommendations from the board.
4: Questions from the board? I don't have a question, Mark, but I do, I know you said you were going to try to put them on, for a better word, level playing field. Yeah. Because, so how, so before we say yes and do this, how do we know, and I know that Scott's here, but we know that his is 72-2, but we look at Georgetown and it's 81, and we look at Millsborough and it's 74, where's the median going to be?
0: Well, it's not really a medium, Miss Wright, as much as it is each particular town's gonna to have their own payment schedule. Subby bills is not gonna be the same at Georgetown, it's not gonna be the same at Millsboro. But looking at the officer that we want, we all think, we, we, we thought they should all be in the neighborhood. They might not be exact the same amount of money, but we wanted to make sure they understood that it was 10 months of what we were going to do. So we've, we've managed to do that. You know, unfortunately, when we, when we talk to DSP, you know, they are unable to negotiate, um, you know, 10 months from 12 months to 10 months. It is a 12-month contract, as they call it. Uh, so we actually have that person for 10 months. And, you know, the quality that we get at DSP is fantastic. The quality we get from and Georgetown, fantastic. So we've got Great coverage with what we've got. We also feel that Millsboro could step in. Now, a couple things. The other thing that we looked into with Millsboro was the fact we knew the referendum passed. We know we're gonna build a new building. So that is a limited position. We do not put SROs at elementary schools. They're only at secondary, at the secondary level schools. So I made sure during the discussion that they fully understood that should we go with a proposal and they're part of that proposal then after we are finished with the millsboro middle school building and move out to the current sussex central then we would no longer utilize the sro from the millsboro site that would move us at that point down to two or excuse me to four instead of five
4: so in the contract though or and i know we talked about this before based on what Scott and his employees did and what uh, RL and his employee did was two different ends of the spectrum. Would it not be advantageous for us to us, meaning the district, not not the police in Georgetown and all to tell us what we wanted in the contract instead of them, and because then we're gonna be across the board. So if you're in Georgetown, and you ask them something and they go, well, that we don't do that. But then Scott has his people there all the time. And I'm, I'm not picking on Scott, but, but he's well aware of the things that his officer does and has done as opposed to what Georgetown has done and not done and the difference in the pay.
0: Okay, that, that particular part of the contract, we haven't officially drawn the contract up t- for them to sign. We'll spill that out once we do. Right now, we're looking at the proposal. Then we'll have the contracts made up, available of what it is we want, and they'll go from there.
4: So before we sign the contract, you're going to make sure that the board knows Absolutely.
0: We'll okay. know exactly what the expectations are of each okay. of the municipalities, and they will be equal across the board. And I'll okay. say this, and I'm, and I'm going to speak for all of these guys. Uh, You know, there's so much extra that our police agencies do, we don't get charged for, I'll be very honest. And, um, you know, they look for ways to, uh, you know, supplement the salary to cover those. And it's it's just been, you know, valuable to us with everything they've done. But we'll, we'll develop a contract up between each municipality and the school district. They'll be the same. We'll have the standard contract with DSP. Uh, we just need to let DSP know by June the 1st, which is one of the reasons I wanted to get this proposal out this evening, whether or not we're going to go with two or three, and that's going to be important. So at this stage, that would be our recommendation, but it's it's fully up to the board. We would need a motion uh, to accept this proposal if, that, if that's what the board would like to go.
2: I'd like to make a motion that we go ahead with uh, proposal five.
6: Second, a second.
0: Is there yes, a second we got it. We have motion. a second.
1: Do you hear? Is there a second to the motion?
12: I second the motion.
1: The motion is made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion
5: say aye. 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 Opposed? I abstain.
10: Okay. call the board. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Abstain. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Dr. Hattier
2: yes sorry I forgot to push the button
10: Mr. Hudson yes Mr. Layfield yes Mr. Peden yes Dr. Statler yes Mrs. Wright yes nine yes zero no and one abstention
1: motion passes by a majority vote. Next on the agenda 2.06 is uh, Sussex Central High School scoreboard, uh, Mr. Fritz.
9: Yes. Uh, so, came to a building and grounds uh, meeting back in March that the scoreboards at Sussex Central for both baseball and softball need to be replaced. We have the, uh, the costs for them. You'll see in uh, the attachment here, should be around twenty thousand six hundred eleven dollars, and the payment is obviously building and grounds. Um, it's simply replacing the ones that are current. It's time uh, with with new ones, and uh, unless there's any questions, uh, I make a motion that we move forward with the accepting of this uh, of this request.
2: Second. Second
1: to the motion.
2: I'm seconding it, Charlie.
1: Okay, thank you. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye.
2: Aye. aye.
1: That is unanimous. Georgetown uh, Elementary, Georgetown Middle School, school painting request, Mr. Fritz.
9: Yes, so uh, in the auxiliary gym, uh, there needs to be some painting done. Uh, This is as much uh, for upkeep as uh, as simply looks. Uh, You'll see the uh, bid with Sundew Painting South has been attached at $12,350. My understanding is that they will also be painting the concession stand uh, as well too. And they're also going to be replacing some rotted uh, wood where where needed. as the Grounds I make a motion that we accept this bid and move forward with this uh, proposal.
10: Second. Second.
1: Motion is made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. 208 is the Georgetown Elementary office carpet to tile request, Mr. Fritz.
9: So, uh, we've got a bid here to uh, replace the uh, carpeting um, at George Elementary, the main office suite. You'll see the uh, uh, bid here for the $5,502.80 Tri-State Carpet Inc. And again, I make a motion that we accept this and move forward with the project.
1: Or a second to the motion? Second. Second have a motion that's made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you, Mr. Fritz. Mm-hmm. Next item is the Howard T. Annis construction documents. Mr. Steele.
0: Yes, Mr. I we received information uh, late last week from Ken Fern, um, Fernick and Daniel, and they have everything ready to take to the state for approval. Uh, We do need board approval of the design prior to moving forward. That was a huge document, a drop box. I can't project it. I sent that out earlier this week. I wanted to make sure you had it in your hands to look at. Uh, It's our recommendation that we move forward once we have approval and the state approves that it goes to the regulatory people for approval, and then we should be set to hopefully sometime in, in the fall to start the building.
4: Mark, I just have a question, and I'll be the first one to admit I'm not an architect, I'm not an engineer, I just am not. But having said that, the design that was done and the plans, who worked on those? Uh,
0: I would say the group at Ennis uh, has worked on them. Uh, Dr. Owens has been involved uh, from central office. Uh, Mr. Booth has been involved as well.
4: I would venture hopefully to say that we're in line with ADA and all those provisions because of the contractor that we're using or the architect that we use. That we don't have something come back later and say we should have done this and we didn't and I can't speak for every board person but I didn't go through all those fine details on those
0: documents. I will say this Mrs. Wright working with Fernick and Daniel when, and, and knowing this process the first thing they do, there are architects that specialize in the development of special needs schools, such as Ennis. They actually go out and they will bring that person in. I think it was ABC Architects, I believe it was, that they brought in to help design that building, particularly at the initial phase, to make sure the building was what, you know, would would suffice and what they needed for the kids that we have at Ennis.
3: Can I just add one thing, uh, Mr. Steele, that approval of these documents will go through state agencies that will address what uh, Ms. Wright just just said.
1: Any other questions?
4: So when that's done, speed forward, it gets approved, then do we, meaning the the board or the district, put a bid out for it being built or does this still go through Fern, Clondaniel and they move forward?
0: What'll happen in that process is we will actually, once we get all of the regulatory approvals, they then will develop um, what they will basically refer to as a bid day where different parts of the building process will be packaged and it will be put on the marketplace for bids and we'll have various companies bid to actually uh, do that particular portion. Now, in saying that, we opted months ago to go with a general contractor at GC. The general contractor will also bid on this project. So the actual person who's gonna oversee and build it will be part of the bid process as all of the individual uh, construction units, such as concrete, um, electric, those sort of things.
4: So that will get us out of the kind of the dilemma that we had at Sussex Central and the issues we had in the past with things not getting done complete or timely, and all those things. Am I correct?
0: General contractor is is much like what you would see. He's going to make sure that things stay on uh, t- on time, task, and things are coming in on order. Now they'll work very closely with our architects on that as well. Um, and we'll make sure, you know, through the process as we work through that process, you know, the big thing is to keep change orders to a bare minimum, you know, if at all possible, and try to keep costs down. And realistically, this is a hundred percent state funded building. We still need to stay under the uh, amount of money that we, you know, currently have for that building. And we think right now we're in, you know, pretty good shape. We had a conversation, what Jay Friday, I think it was. And, you know, the way they're bidding it out, what so many al- alternates are, you know, they're pretty confident with the environment, and the atmosphere that we have now, that, that we should be fine in the bid process. Thanks. Any
1: other questions? We need a motion for approval. So moved.
2: Seconded.
1: Seconded any discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 aye.
2: aye.
1: Superintendent's report, Mr. Steele.
0: Thank you, Mr. Barley. Um, I, I tell you the last five weeks have been a whirlwind and we have really changed the whole structure of the way we have had to deliver instruction. I don't think anybody saw this coming a couple months ago, uh, but it, it came on us pretty fast. I wanna say this, i want to talk about this in three phases. Uh, first phase being um, our instructional team, our Department of Instruction, uh, that'd be Dr. Jerns, Dr. Brittingham, and uh, Kelly Dorman, and I got to tell you, those those ladies, along with their coaches, designed a package that we moved out in phase one uh, that actually began on March the 16th. That was one of the very first uh, schools in Sussex County, actually in the whole state, that got out of the shoots fast. And we went into phase one, uh, which was uh, more or less the plan put together by our instructional team here at IRAC involved utilizing a lot of resources on the outside. We moved to phase two on April the 1st. That's when we brought our staff in to uh, look at uh, completing the third marking period, as well as uh, working together to design plans. And I I really wish you would have the opportunity to see some of the things that our teachers have developed uh, for our kids. Uh, We're still working in a uh, Review-type process of reviewing a lot of information uh, in phase two. I will tell you that there are kids that are on uh, Zooms and, and speaking as a proud grandparent. I can tell you, kindergarten and first grader in the immersion program at JMC has the opportunity to meet with classmates a couple times a week, uh, meet with the Spanish teacher uh, to to learn the Spanish language and to do math and reading and a variety of other activities. So. I, I do wanna say this, I, I am very proud of my staff, uh, not only you know my central office, but all of my school staffs because the principals took this plan in phase two and ran with it and uh, worked with their staff by Zoom conferences, then the teachers broke up into PLCs. And it's a constant process. I talked to my daughter earlier and I think there were four Zooms going on in our household today through the course of the day. Phase three, we're looking at uh, to go into the second week of May. Phase two was set up and planned that we would come back on May the 18th. That was the idea. Then we would have seat time for over a month with kids and we thought we could get those kids where we needed to go. Then the governor announced uh, last Friday that we would be closing the buildings through the end of the year. We will look at phase three and we are going to have to look at new material and previewing new material and, and actually offering new material And we are looking at that about the May 15th date uh, to move over there. Our goal has been very consistent. We want to make sure number one, we know that this is not going to be the same as being in, in a classroom face to face with a teacher. But we have we set a mark and we said this is what kids need to know before they go to the next grade level. That's the only goal we've got. And everybody has been working very hard to get to that goal. So, you know, when you when you see teachers um, I can tell you they are working to get this done. Counselors are working to do next year's scheduling with, with kids, so we're having a lot of conferences going on there as well. We have some of our clinical counseling are offering all types of counseling to our, our special needs kids, our regular kids. We're now we're even setting one up to offer it to teachers, you know, should, should they need a little bit of counseling. A lot of our teachers are at home setting up lessons Doing videos, doing Zooms with their own children in the house. So it is not an easy process that they're going through. But I will say this: I'm happy with what I've observed. We've managed to uh, get out over two thousand Chromebooks, somewhere between two and three thousand Chromebooks. Probably have more kids right now working online than we've ever ever that I really ever thought we would be able to. Thanks to my administrators and at, at our schools and our computer staff for getting that done. And I can tell you, we, we really revamped school in about, I want to say about two weeks, but at the five week mark, five week mark where we are now, uh, very, very consistent with what we're doing and we'll finish the year strong. We, we've done a lot of work um, administratively. Jay and I you know are usually in the office to kind of make sure we get everything going in the direction we want to go. Uh, we have meetings constantly with our, our staffs. They're constantly working on the various phases that were instruction uh, that we've been working on. Our custodians can't say enough. Those, those gentlemen and ladies are coming in. Uh, we're trying to do all sorts of things to make sure we maintain social distance, uh, such as uh, splitting You know, half up, come into first part in the morning, the other half come in in the afternoon. That way we can limit the number we have in one place So it's not just the fact that we're having to maintain instruction. We're also having to juggle all of the restrictions that that everybody else has to deal with, such as social distancing. It's not an easy thing to do, uh, but we're managing. Uh, Monday, we just uh, talked to Mr. Booth and turned our custodians into, hey, now we can start, you know, getting our schools ready for next year. So we can actually start doing that, keeping our outdoor grounds up. One of the, the big things I wanna talk about is graduation. And like you, I'm sure I've had many emails this weekend. I've had a couple of emails, I've had a couple chats on um, Facebook and Messenger and here's where we are. The governor on his speech on Friday afternoon, you know, talked about graduations and about it having to be not a traditional graduation and the fact that it may have to be, you know, some type of special event. We have to make some decisions. I don't like to jump right off the plank today and make that decision on what we're going to do. We have a meeting set up tomorrow with our uh, three high school principals, uh, Sussex Indian River, Howard DeAnis, and uh, Dr. Jerns is chairing that meeting. And we're going to have a discussion on what we can do, how we can do it. There's a lot of talk. You've heard a lot of ideas. You know, a lot of ideas that could be totally virtual. I will tell you, I've pulled the other superintendents. We have some that are going 100% virtual. And they're going to plan something together somewhere down the line. We have some who are going to try to wait it out. The only problem that concerns me with waiting too long is where we are today in Sussex County in our school district. Uh, particularly in Millsboro and Georgetown is a concern that if we wait we have to be careful waiting because if we wait will we have the opportunity to get in are we still going to have to work around social distancing there are going to be all those restrictions that we're going to have to deal with so what I'm saying today is I have a calendar change coming up in a little bit I'm asking to push graduation off a full month from where it was, almost. That is initially because right now, currently, we are looking at the end of May for graduation. We need to make sure we move it to June to buy us a little bit of time to see exactly what we're gonna do. We will report back to the board next month. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more insight as to what's going on in the community. Um, You know, if if we're still on, on stay at home, if we're still, not in a phase that we're safe, then we're going to have to have a a solid discussion on what direction we're going to go. So we'll keep you abreast on some of the ideas uh, that that we're getting. The one thing that I I talked to uh, Kevin Fitzgerald about today, if we put it off to July or August, you run the risk of having any student who's going into the military upon graduation may not be available. You know to participate. So there are a lot of there are a lot of pros and cons. No matter what we look at, but realistically, what's going to drive what we can do is going to be the condition or the environment of our communities. If we're still, you know, battling this, if we still have restrictions, then we are going to have to make a decision that's probably not going to be an easy decision. But I don't think we have to make a full decision of what graduation is going to look like today tonight. But I do think it's something we have got to think about and see what we can do. But we have to let everybody know up front. This is not, you know, a, a decision or a policy or anything like that. This is something a little different. We're going to have to make a decision on how we're going to do and what we're going to do and when we're going to do graduation. It may be a, a very hard decision and it may not. Hopefully this will all clear up in a month, month and a half, and we would be open to go ahead and do something. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but as of now, I think our best option is let's move it from the calendar where it is now, let's set some things up, look at it, and we can come back next month and make a decision on what we're going to do. Um, Once we have that first meeting, I know we already have had conversations with uh, Mr. Williams and uh, Dr. Layfield. I'm not sure I haven't had a chance yet to talk to uh, Ms. Profetti. But there's just a lot of things that we got to keep in mind, and it's all going to be dependent upon, you know, the basic health of the community once we get to that point. But I promise you, we will look at every possible thing that we can do and try to do something that everybody would, would accept, okay? Thank you, Mr. Barley.
1: Are there any questions for Mr. Steele? The next item on the agenda is financial. We need <clears throat> excuse me, we need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of February and the month of March of
5: 2020. So moved. Seconded. Second.
1: Made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye.
2: Aye. Uh, aye. That
1: is unanimous. Mrs. Smith.
13: Good evening. The reports that you have in front of you are through March 31st, 2020. We are now 75% of the way through the fiscal year. We have received 93% of our total budgeted revenue and spent 61% of total budgeted expenses. We've received 98.9% of discretionary revenue and spent 79% of discretionary expenses. Howard T. Ennis has spent 78.08% of their budget, and we've received 98.5% of our budgeted local tax revenue. For um, the part two report, we received approximately $90,000 in interest in March for February. The ILC programs have spent 74% of their budgets. Our student activity funding balance is approximately $411,000. We have $5 million in federal funds available, and we're holding almost $1.3 million in donations and student funds and internal accounts. For major capital projects, we paid approximately $405,000 to Fernclin Daniel in March for the Howard TNS project. And for minor cap, we spent approximately $2.3 million and have a balance of approximately $1.2 million left.
1: Questions for Mrs. Smith and a financial position report.
13: Yes, um, this is the report that we do about approximately quarterly. Um, as of March 31st, we have estimated um, a local expenses balance of 14.9 million dollars. Um, this was a little tricky to do this time given the state of the economy with the COVID-19 situation. So, I tried to be as conservative as possible. I lowered um, our tax receipts and interest a little bit, kept expenses the same, but assumed that we're going to spend less. Um, So this I think was the best case scenario I could come up with at this time. But 14.9 million is obviously a good um, balance to roll into the new fiscal year with, um, especially considering you'll see the projected one month of local payroll is 2.7 million. So um, this is due to DOE on May 1st. um, So we would need this to be approved by the board.
1: So any questions for Mrs. Smith? We need a motion to approve the financial position report. So moved. Seconded. Made and seconded, any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye.
2: aye. Aye.
10: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Communications, Mr. Steele.
0: Mr. Barlow, uh, when we uh, hit the um, May 13th date uh, closing schools, uh, Dr. Owens and I have been working uh, throughout that process on the guidelines given to us by Department of Education. And we're going to have to do some changes in our calendar date. We are asking that our last senior day be moved from May 22nd to June the 12th. The last um, day uh, for school for underclassmen would be from June the 15th to June the 19th. The last day for teachers from June 17th to June the 24th. The number four would be retroactive. When we were developing our plan, our teachers, our administration, wanted to take a look at easter break and i know the governor was wanting us to do something with easter break but our folks wanted to work tuesday through friday of that easter week and only take good friday and and easter monday and try to work to get everything set to roll out so we would like to change april 10th 17th for teachers and administrators uh, they would be actual work days Number five, six, and seven deal with graduations. We currently have graduations set on our calendar at May the 26th, 27th, and 28th. I'm going to recommend for tonight's purposes as a marker to place them, to place them uh, as follows: Indian River would be Wednesday, June the 17th; Sussex Central Thursday, June the 18th; Howard TNS Friday, June the 19th. Once this buys us another month gives us time to take a look at some of the, the processes we need to go through on, what we can look at at graduation and what possibly you know is the outlook a month from now. Uh, we may stay with these dates. We may move these dates back. That'll be totally up to the board. Uh, we will make recommendations once we uh, do that. Okay.
1: Questions? We would need a motion to approve.
5: Motion to approve. Second.
1: Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Motion is is unanimous. We now come to public comment. Fifteen minutes for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. Is there anyone who wishes to do so? I do. First person that signed up, Riley Murray. Is Mr. Murray on here?
14: Uh, yes, I'm trying to get my video and audio working properly. Oh, there we are. Thank you. Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Riley Murray, and I'm from Indian River High School, and I'm a senior. I'm here to speak because of the importance of graduation. I'm also aware of other seniors that are currently tuning in because of the importance of this graduation. High school graduation is a once in a lifetime opportunity and milestone. Being the youngest in my family, I have waited for this day for years, watching my brother and cousins walk across that stage and throw their decorated caps up into the air. Everything for seniors has been canceled or postponed, prom, sporting events, musicals, band trips, actually having a last day of high school and walking out with your comrades, but not limited to those. I hope you ponder the idea of having a live graduation if the outside situation due to the COVID-19 allows it. Students, parents, and teachers can all social distance and wear masks. Ceremony must be outside, therefore a rain date must be created. The Air Force Academy recently had a ceremony following these guidelines. Uh, I propose the idea of having a student representative to be on the board that is deciding how graduation is going to work this year to have a student input, possibly one from both Indian River High School, Sussex Central, and Howard Tianis. I volunteer myself for Indian River. I understand that these things take time and I am not expecting a decision to be made tonight. Thank you again for the opportunity to speak on the importance of having a conversation.
1: A.R. Emanuel.
12: Yes, am I on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to uh, congratulate um, Indian River School District on what they were able to accomplish. Um, I've been in contact with a lot of the um, members around the state and with a lot of the presidents and with DSEA. And we have been – it's been commented several times that Indian River School District has uh, put out the most comprehensive, well-thought-out plan in the entire state. So I think that that is a lot to be said for um, our team that put that together. So I think the school board really needs to know that, that um, our our plan has been looked at statewide. And um, has definitely been um, modeled out, been a model used. So I think that that's something that is to be commended for um, for your staff. So, Mark, I think you should congratulate those guys. Um, second, I think that um, the calendar-wise for next year, um, I know that we have been going back and forth with adding minutes and debating back and forth on what the right amount of minutes would be. And I think that this, just to put it in perspective, that if we would have kept the original amount of minutes that we've had for the past few years, um, we would not have add, had to add any days on at all to our school year. Everything would have went on as normal. So I would um, encourage the board to look at adding uh, more minutes onto the school day each year rather than cutting it back like we have uh, this year. Um, third, I, I would like to just say, I think that we're doing a really good job I've been um, in contact with a lot of people um, employee wise and um, not a lot of um, bad comments mostly good comments and just people you know able to get used to the platform we're using everybody understands the situation we're in Um, so I think everyone's adjusting well so I think that our staff needs to be uh, congratulated also Um, I think that not jumping right into um, having us um, do these online plans like day one, you know, open or wide open with the students was a smart idea um, just because it gave everybody, you know, not everybody is technologically savvy as other people. So it gave us a couple of weeks to figure out how to do Zoom, how to do these plans, um, able to ask questions, get used to everything. So I think that everything that the district has done so far is uh, a really good example. So um, I really think that Indian River School District needs to be um, congratulating themselves. And I think the board needs to realize how big a, of a job that you guys did and the, how much time and effort you guys really put into it. I mean, I know that I was on with you guys at any time you know, having you guys field questions and answer things. and I mean, it was any time of the day or night. So, I just can't tell you guys enough how much it meant to me and to the rest of the staff for what you guys did. So, we appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Jim
10: Fritz? Jimmy
13: Fritz? Mr. Byerly, I believe he may be frozen. He's having connectivity issues. Mr. Fritz? I just
9: want to follow up on the uh, uh, young lady's book at graduation. Anybody from the public that's. uh, Yeah, can you hear me? No, I don't know. Yeah, how about right now? Can you hear me? So, so. How about now? Good luck? I don't know.
11: Doesn't matter. Mr. Fritz, can you type in your message?
9: I don't know.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, Mr. Barney.
9: I don't know. I don't know what to do. So go ahead. Move forward. Go ahead.
1: The frets. I
0: People. think he's freezing up, Mr. Barley. He said to move forward. He said to move forward.
1: Okay. All right. No others. No others. Okay, that's the end of pub- public comment. We need a motion on uh, personnel. Yeah, just,
10: the
1: Personnel just, agenda, we need a motion to approve. Excluding item number 47. Yeah. Excluding item number 47.
5: Motion to approve.
1: Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor? of The motion say aye. 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 Opposed? We have one extension. We need a motion to approve item number 47.
5: So moved.
1: Second. Seconded. Seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed?
4: Personnel addendum you need a vote on
5: 47
4: oh, no, extension charlie <laughs>
12: they
4: need a motion to approve item number
10: 47 mr barley Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Hudson?
2: Yes.
10: Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Lathiel. Yes. Mr. Peden? Mr. Peden? Uh, he's muted. Oh, there you go. Mr. Peden? Yes. Okay. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Say. Okay. That's nine yes, zero no, and one abstention.
1: Motion passes by a majority vote. On the personnel panel. Need a motion to approve, excluding item number one eleven and number one twenty six.
5: So moved. Second. Second. Made in
1: All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Need a motion to approve aye. item number one eleven. The so move. Motion made and
12: seconded. Any discussion? All All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? I need to be sustained.
10: Mr. Barley? Yes. Yes. Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero one and zero no, and one abstention.
1: The Motion passes by majority vote. Student hearings, a motion?
4: Make a motion that we accept the uh, recommendation that's given for, like for student number 65 66
1: and and 71. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say
2: aye.
1: Uh, Aye. Opposed. that is unanimous.
7: Mr. Barley, I didn't hear you. Did you say 126 on the agenda?
4: Yes. 126.
7: I didn't, it didn't come across, I'm sorry.
2: No,
10: 111. Uh, we did one eleven, but Robin would saying that we hadn't done one point six, but we'll share it. We do one point six. No. okay. are back in
1: doing the, yeah. uh, April. Them for a, the for uh, the item number 126. We would need a motion to approve No
2: moved. Second. Second. second.
1: Motion made and second. Discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed?
7: Abstain.
10: Okay. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Cathell? Abstain. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield?
7: Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes.
10: Dr. Sattler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero, no, and one abstention. The motion
1: passes
0: by a majority vote. Excuse me, Mr. Barley, I did not hear. Did we make the motion on the contractual agenda?
4: We did not. Okay. We have contraction.
1: No, we, we have uh, three items on the contraction agenda. We need a motion to approve. So moved. Seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Um, that
2: is
0: unanimous.
1: That's
12: it for the further business come before the board, the meeting is adjourned.
0: Thank you. Thank,
12: thank you. you. Thank you.